0: Welcome to Catacomb Theology, a podcast exploring all manners of Christianity as it relates to the church and world of today, as well as how it is related to the church and world of the past. My name is Jaden Castile, and I welcome you all again to another episode of Catacomb Theology. I apologize so much for the long, long break in episodes. Um, The plan originally was to start with a series of intro intro to denominations and kind of work from there Um, but what ended up happening unfortunately is I could not find the individuals I needed for that series so we're still going to do the series and we're still looking for um, people to interview because that's that's what I wanted to do was find people from the, the denominations I was talking about and then come to uh, have like a sit-down interview and then they explain their faith and denomination and everything like that. Um, But that's taking a little bit longer than planned, so that's that's definitely still happening. Um, It's just going to be a little bit longer down the road. So in the meantime, we're going to just start putting out episodes of things we can do that aren't reliant on external factors. Um, I'd also like to apologize for the, if there's any kind of sound distractions. I am currently recording outside on this gorgeous winter day Um, and we have trees whistling and wind blowing and cars driving so uh, there will be some outside noise but hopefully it's not too bad. Uh, So today the topic is going to be on Anglican prayer beads. Um, I just got some recently and it's something that I have been getting into and so I thought it would be prudent for us to talk about them and to encourage you all on using Anglican prayer beads so these are basically um, they that adap- their adaptations of the Rosary and the Roman Catholic tradition and the Orthodox Jesus prayer rope and the Eastern Orthodox tradition they are significantly smaller than you would see on a Roman Catholic prayer bead if I can get mine out right now. They're significantly smaller. Um, They almost look like they could be a bracelet, whereas a Roman Catholic rosary will be almost as big, um, will be big enough to look like it's supposed to be a necklace. And um, these were created in the mid-1980s by a group of Episcopal uh, parishioners, and they were developed to be an alternative for the Roman Catholic Rosary and the um, Orthodox rope, uh, mainly because the Anglican tradition we kind of fell out of the the more Catholic practice of using beads at all. Um, especially a lot like when we kind of fell out of using confession, and then that was brought back during the um, Oxford Movement. Um, however, albeit differently approached differently than the Roman Catholics would, but Anglican specifically, we wanted to have our own kind of rosary without the Marian parts um, Especially since the rosary or the Roman Catholic rosary in and of itself has kind of been developed Over the years and over the centuries by the Roman Catholic Church it was very much so tailored specifically for Roman Catholicism, uh, with the different mysteries, uh, with the different, um, I believe it was John Paul, the Second, who added the luminous mysteries. I, I I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. But I I, I believe that is correct. Um, the different Hail Marys it is so it is is very much so, Roman Catholic and and. However, there are some Anglo-Catholics out there who would probably be like, well, it's not just Anglo, it's not just Roman Catholic. Which is true. There are some um, Anglo-Catholics who defy Article 22 and um, go that route. (laughs) Anyway, I'm joking. Um, Kind of, not really. But anyway. Anyway, so back to the prayer beads themselves. Um, There are so... uh, um, Different from the Roman Catholic Rosary, which has, I believe, 55 or 53 um, beads, the Anglican Prayer Beads, or Anglican Rosary, has 33, and the significance of these beads is supposed to reflect the 33 years of Jesus' life and ministry on earth. Um, We have the cross, which is, everyone will probably be familiar with, well, before I, I explain, let me explain how it's um, designed. So, you'll have the cross at the bottom, and after the cross, you'll have the cruciform. No, not the cruciform. I am so sorry. I need to remember myself and check my show notes again and see. Right, so we'll have the, cru- the cross, um, and then typically one will say a prayer um, at the cross. Then you have the inventory bead, which is kind of like the prayer you pray as you're preparing to um to get started. It's kind of like thinking of it like the processional at an Anglican church. It's the inventory or inviting the Holy Spirit. Um the second one is the cruciform bead or the first cruciform bead, which they're going to be um four. There's gonna be four of them, and there's gonna be um They're going to be larger than the rest of the beads, and the purpose of them is to symbolize the cross on the Anglican, it's an invisible cross, and typically you'll have a prayer that is consistent on each cruciform, except for the last time you prayed the cruciform, which would be the fourth time, Um, or basically when you get all the way back around to the first cruciform bead right before you you you're going back down to the cross so you have the cruciform beads and then in between the cruciform beads are going to be seven smaller beads which we call weeks um it obviously uh, the number seven is going to be very um the number seven is the christian numerical sign for perfection and so we have, um, where you're going to have four sets. Let me check. Yes, four sets of seven beads. And so, a sample way that this would work is I will actually go and take it to, and I will actually go to our um, rosary that we designed, and I will demonstrate how it works in one moment. Uh, I did want to mention the, um, I did want to mention the difference, another difference between the rosary and Anglican prayer beads. Um, the rosary beads are grouped up in five groups of 10, uh, called decades and the anglican beads are grouped up in four groups of seven this is why we have this is why ours is so much smaller um because again there's a lot of different tradition and a lot of different nuances that go with the roman catholic rosary quote unquote um i won't get into right now but there's 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 a reason there's a little bit bigger um they, they emphasize on some more things and ours is just a little bit less um it's it's supposed to be Protestant in the sense of, we're, we're basically you know, only focusing on Christ. Um, however, there are some Anglo-Catholics who can and will add um, Hail Marys to this. So it's not exclusive to non-Marian devotion or exclusive, exclusive to non-saintly um, intercession or saint inv- invocation. Um, there are de- certainly some anglicans who do do that uh, it's not common i will be bold to say but it, it is possible um, most of the time people probably put the Hail mary on the sev- on the seven weekly beads or the cruciforms i, I don't know i do not per- i'm not the anglican that does that so um i will leave that up to the anglican the anglo-catholics who listen and honestly it would be wonderful if you guys could message me and message the podcast or the catacomb account on instagram and let us know uh, what you anglo-catholics do so i can properly describe it um but yes let's get to the way the prayer actually works so at the cross the we at the catacomb we made our weekly anglican rosary today and so we will be praying or demonstrating from that prayer so at the cross you will start the cross and you can hold it however you desire um, just keep your thumb and index finger whichever fingers you used to hold it um, on whichever bead you're on to count or to remember your place you can keep your eyes open I'm a person who likes to keep his eyes closed when I pray it's a protestant, uber protestant thing um, so I try to I try to memorize these, but I understand that's not possible for a lot of people. Some people pray with their eyes open, it's fine. So anyway, you start at the cross and we'll start with so we would say we would start at the cross, we'd say, Joy to the world, the Lord is come, let earth receive her king, let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing. Once you finish that you go to the inventory. And you say, O come, all ye faithful, joyful, and triumphant, O come ye to Bethlehem, O come, and behold him born, the King of angels, O come, let us adore him. To the cruciform, now each cruciform bead, we assigned it to be the Lord's Prayer for this week. So we would pray the, uh, the Our Father, you we're not going to pray the whole thing, we would, we would pray the Our Father, and then we will go to the week beads. And read from Isaiah nine six or pray. Well again you're, you're praying everything we're saying. So I, I keep saying say I keep saying say, but I mean pray, but you, you all know what I mean. So again, each time we speak we are praying. So we are going to go to the weak beads and we will pray Isaiah nine six for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called wonderful counselor the mighty god the everlasting father the priest of the prince of peace forgive me the leaves are scattering at this moment but anyway then you continue to pray this isaiah 9:6 for the next seven beads and until you get to the next cruciform, which is the, the Our Father. And then the next seven beads will be Isaiah 9-6. The next cruciform will be an Our Father. And then you do the, um, the third set of weeks. And then you get to the, um, the fourth cruciform. Where you will pray the Our Father. Do the last, the fourth set of week beads. And then when you get to the last, once you work your way all the way around the rosary, Once you get to the first or last cruciform, um, we'll pray Isaiah 9, 7, of the increase of his government, and peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Then you will go to the dismissal, which is the very, 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 very first uh, large bead is the one right before the cross. Like I said, we're just going around in a big circle and working our way back down to the cross We'll pray the dismissal and the word became flesh and dwelt among us We have seen his glory glory as of the only son from the Father full of grace and truth and then you'll pray the last bit to um, conclude the rosary Because uh, you should be at the cross at this point point. and you'll pray glory to God and the highest and on earth peace goodwill towards men amen and that is the entirety of the rosary very Christmas themed Advent themed that's kind of the point for Advent there will be many more Advent themed um, weekly Anglican rosaries that we will make now the common some people who aren't Anglican and even some people who are Anglican will probably hear it Hear this and wonder if it's vain babblings because they'll probably they probably were with me. Let me actually take it out again and put it away. But they're probably with me up until the point that we got to the seven weeks <laughs> or the seven beads and the, um, the four week seven beads. Anyway, they're probably with me up until that point. Like, why are we repeating these prayers? You know, are these not vain babblings? So, uh, I will explain. So, from what I understand. And again, this is a layman's explanation from what I've heard from other uh, theologians. I highly encourage you to do your own theological research, because I am not a professional that can claim infallibility. That's a, that's a joke. Anyway, um, vain babblings, as Jesus was describing it, was referring to paganistic repetitions in which, um, much like the medieval Roman church's abuses, where you would pray you would basically, you know, you pray a certain amount of times the same thing and somehow that would unlock or grant you favor type of thing. So, like, we're not supposed to be praying this and hoping, okay, you know, if I sit and I pray this rosary three times in one sitting, you know, and I pray these seven weeks over and over and over again, God is going to, you know, hear me better or do this thing I really, really want. Same thing with, like, fasting. You know, you're not supposed to fast and go you know if I fast for seven days God is more likely to give me the car that I really really want that's not how it that's that is vain repetitions and vain babblings the purpose of praying the same thing or um, the same verse over and over again is really more for us um, we're, It's more to meditate or to focus our mind on the Lord and help us to quiet our mind and to just really sit in the presence of God because when because Anglicans we believe when you're praying um, and forgive me there's a plane flying overhead but we believe that when we are praying that we are sitting in the presence of Almighty God so as we're sitting in the presence of Almighty God and as we are are reflecting on what his word is saying and we are repeating it and hearing it over and over again and we are really thinking about what His scriptures are saying, and we're praying the Our Father uh, for uh, how many times we pray? One, two, three, four. Yeah, praying the Our Father four times. Um, it's more of a practice and a discipline for the Christian more than it is for us trying to unlock some secret level that God's going to give us. Um, So that's kind of what an Anglican would say. We're also praying to God, obviously, but we're in the presence of God. Um, The Orthodox would would add that you're supposed to, once you finish the rope, you're supposed to sit in silence and kind of just listen for the spirit um, and just sit in the presence of God, which I also advise um, one to do. I like to sometimes pray in silence um, however I do like turning on worship music I I like the very old like Renaissance um, Latin chants um, that they'll sing like the Kyrie and all the different um, parts of the mass um, so just sitting that in, in that space you know turning it a little bit low and just kind of sitting in the presence of God listening to just holy music and just praying and and feeling his presence and then just sitting in that space um, after you pray it, 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 it honestly makes you feel like you don't want to leave the space um, but yeah I highly advise it I, I highly recommend it um, again even if you have to keep your eyes open I highly recommend it you'll eventually memorize it um, Intentionality is important, you know, that because that the lack of intentionality could turn it into a vain battling where you're not even thinking about it, you're just saying it. The entire point, even if you're saying the same thing, is to constantly be actively thinking about it and meditating on it. You know, if you just come to the rosary. And you're just like okay, you know, unto us, given, unto us a child is 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 given. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Really done. Then there's then now that is vain babblings, cause you're you're not, you're not even, you're not meditating on the word. You're not actively praying. You're just going through the motions, kind of like what people will say to not do during a liturgy. Um, same thing applies. But it can be a really wonderful tool. Um, it can be absolutely helpful in one's prayer life. I have a, it helps me to focus a lot of the time because I have a hard time focusing with it when I pray sometimes. Um, so having something physical to hold and to like count where I'm at and that kind of keeps my mind from wandering because I, sometimes if I'm praying for a long time, I'll start thinking about something I got to do later on in the day or I'll start um, I'll literally be praying and thinking about what I'm about to eat in a second. So it it, it really helps to um, focus and to to focus and to hone the mind. Um, but yeah, that's really what I would say for Anglican prayer beads. Um, they're a wonderful, wonderful devotional tool, and um, I love using them. And I would really, really advise any anglican and it doesn't have to be just an anglican i would advise a baptist as much as a baptist would probably be anathematized for bringing such a um a papist instrument into the church um i highly advise a baptist and a methodist and a presbyterian to use it because it is amazing and you can make your own prayers um you can like i get all my prayers either from hymns or from scripture and i'll mix them together like one i'll actually go to my private um prayer that i made for myself i start with the hymn from take my life and let it be so at the cross i'll start at take my life and let it be consecrated whole to thee then i'll go to the inventory which will be the um glory be to the father and to the son to the holy spirit as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end amen Then I'll go to the first cruciform, which is the Lord's Prayer, and then the weak beads, because this verse has really stood out for me recently, and is is really spoken to me in the season of life I'm in. I pray from uh, Job when he says, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And I pray that on my weak beads, and I go back to the Our Father and do the same thing. And then at the end, when I get to the last cruciform, uh, once I get to the last cruciform, the dismissal and the the cross, I just take the last three stanzas from um, Psalm 23, and I just pray that, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, then I go to, Thou preparest the table before me, and then I go to, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. And... That's it. It's all scripture. Um, I'm praying what the saints have prayed before, and like I said, you can get fancy with it. You can ask something from John Chrysostom and and, and something from St. Benedict and something else. Um, for the Anglo-Catholics who want to tread the um, the line of Article 22, they can um, put a Hail Mary in there or something. I, I, I wouldn't do that myself, but... There are some who do. Not knocking the Anglicans that do. I'm mostly teasing. Um, but yeah. That is that is pretty much it. Um, if you want to get some Anglican prayer beads. I would. Because they are kind of hard to find. Specifically Anglican ones. Because again the Anglican ones are smaller. And have less beads. Um, so getting a Catholic one won't really work. Uh, you'd have to modify it a little bit. But if you want an Anglican um prayer beads i would advise going to unspokenelements.com they are and i'll try to link them in the show notes if that's possible for me i'm gonna figure it out but if not then i'll post it on um, the instagram so you guys can go to the website but they're wonderful they're a small business and they make beautiful anglican rosaries that's where i got mine from Mine specifically is, um, let me actually find the specific one that I got, because they actually sell uh, Anglican prayer beads, prayer necklaces, bracelets for you Roman Catholics, they also make rosaries, um, they also make cha- chaplets, I think I'm saying that right, chaplets, um, I don't know much about chaplets, we'll have to do an episode on that once I research it, but um, but, yes, my particular bead that I used in this episode um, was, if I can find it, because it's a gorgeous, I personally think it's gorgeous. There it is. It's the, if you go into their shop under Anglican Rosaries, you'll find the Be the Light Celtic Prayer Beads. That is the one I got, except I changed my cruciforms to Onyx Black, um, and that's about it. A wonderful wonderful rosary or prayer bead whatever um, but they have a bunch of options and they have a option to do custom orders so they're they're wonderful um, that's where I would send you to get authentic Anglican really nice diverse looking prayer beads they also offer crucifixes um, I just use the regular cross um, but there are crucifix options so if you want to use a crucifix you can there are saints you could put saints on it you could put mary on it i believe it's wonderful um and eventually the catacomb is going to launch its own um anglican rosary shop probably sometime next year um and we're going to start making our own and so you could buy it from us as well um but until then, I would highly recommend Unspoken Elements. They're wonderful. Um, they're having a discount until the 28th, which I think the 28th is today. So that won't really matter to you guys because you'll get this about when the 28th is over. So I'm sorry about that. But uh, we're going to see if we can partner with them at some point And maybe we can give you guys a discount. But we'll see. Um, but thank you so much for listening to this episode and coming in. Uh, we'll try to have something out for you in the next week. We're gonna. We're probably gonna start for you guys to know. We'll probably start doing. Um, we'll have one episode. That's like an actual episode. Episode once every two weeks, and then in the middle, in the um, in the off weeks, we're going to be reading. We're gonna figure out, out what book we want. But we're gonna choose a book. Um, that we're going to kind of go through either a book or a document that's related to Christianity in the sense, um, what it might be a book that is, um, teaches like a Christian moral that will discuss the chapters or something like that. But we're going to do that, um, and start adding that in so you guys can get an episode every week. And, um, and yeah, that's 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 the plan for now. We're also going to eventually start having music at the beginning and at the end. Uh, we don't right now currently just because um, the one we have to pay for it and right now we are startups so we don't have the money for that. So I am going to play um, a hymn and put it at the beginning of the songs or at the sorry at the beginning of the episodes and at the end. Um, but I need to tune my piano. And I have to pay for that too. So eventually one day you're going to hear an episode with music and you'll know I finally recorded the intro and ending song. But until then, I just hope you guys enjoyed the sound of the breeze and the leaves bristling outside. But yes, thank you so much for listening to Catacomb Theology. Uh, send us a message on Instagram for topics that you guys would like to hear. Um, things you'd like us to delve into, book reviews, anything that you guys um, are interested in, uh, questions, please send us questions. We can compile them and have a little Q&A later on in the the future. But until then, yes, thank you for listening. Uh, We pray you have a wonderful rest of your day, and we will all see you all next time. God bless.